Hello everyone and welcome back to Eleferia where we talk about liberty. YouTube for the third time now because of sound issues. Why he decided to change the way he eats. So <laughs> It was <laughs> it was an evening of uh, I don't know what I was doing. I just know that my wife was watching somebody on YouTube. It was a morning. Okay, it was a morning <laughs> where she was watching somebody on YouTube. Um, and as I said both times, I still don't remember who it was. Um, but anyway, they had uh, Tim Noakes on and he was discussing about a high fat, low carb diet and the benefits and everything else that goes with it. Um, at the time, I, I was sort of half-heartedly listening because I'd heard it before. I think it was the second or third time that I'd heard him on uh, YouTube discussing it. It's one of those fads that come about and you see everybody jumping on the bandwagon and getting involved and shops have all the banting friendly stuff and it's always 17 times more expensive than anything else. But what stood out to me was somebody commented and it was read out uh, by Tim Noakes that, you know, since he had changed his diet, it had done wonders for his reflux, heartburn. And that really, it caught my ear and I was very intrigued by that. Um, and yeah, you know, that, that day, um, or that evening, I was feeling very hungry as I tended to do in the evenings. And instead of going into the kitchen and making myself three sandwiches to have just before bed, decided to boil myself some eggs and I, I had some eggs instead of bread. And that was the last day that I had bread or potatoes or pasta or anything like that. And the difference to my body and my entire life from there onwards was wonderful. It really was. Um, I, I did not get heartburn again on a daily basis thereafter. Um, I, I can say that I did get it again um, in December, where I made the mistake of thinking that you know, just one day out of a year, I'm sure it's not going to hurt me if I have a bowl of trifle, which turned into two bowls of trifle, which was the second mistake. But it was probably the worst I felt in, in a long time, even before I started the, the banting thing and the high fat, low carb diet. Um, and well, I, th I think that's because you then had a carb hangover. That's why you felt so Bad. And the sugars didn't do me much good either. No. Let's be fair on that. Uh, which is another thing that I completely cut back on. Um, and I can only say cut back on because I do still have things that have sugar in them. I have honey, I have blueberries, um, things like that, which, you know, they do still have sugars in them. Um, but nowhere near the amount that I used to have. Um, you know, eating syrup and jam and 
uh, a lot of the different fruits and things like that that were very high in sugars. And I think it was those combinations of the carbohydrates and the sugars which really made a big difference to to how I felt on a daily basis. Mm. Um, and yeah, just by cutting those out was was amazing. It really was literally an overnight transformation that I went through. And um, in terms of energy levels, did it take a while for your energy levels to improve or? It's, it's difficult to answer that because it wasn't something that I paid attention to. Um, mm. And for the life of me, I can't remember if I did it whilst I was still working from home or if I had started going back to the hotel for the opening. Um, but when I was at the hotel doing the opening, um, I was only eating, you know, I would take the a Tupperware of meat with, that was my lunch and my breakfast and everything else. And I would get through a day, no problem. And at that point in time, I'd gone from not doing any activity really to, you know, when you're opening a new hotel and you're going backwards and forwards and everything else, you, it's very easy in a matter of, and I wasn't even spending all day there, six hours to do 10, 15,000 steps. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you went to the hotel and you saw what that passage was like in the basement. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a hundred meters long just to get from one side of the hotel to the other. And you're doing that eight to 15 times in, in a session because you know there's no signal down there or there's this problem and you're going up and down and backwards and forwards and then you're in rooms upstairs and one side of the hotel to the other i never had a, a feeling of oh, i need to have something or i'm having a sugar crash or anything like that mm -hmm. it's it's something i can say that i just i haven't experienced to the same extent as what i did before I can think of uh, one or two occasions where I felt, I really felt that I had to eat something. I had to get something in me. Mm -hmm. um, but unlike previously where I would have a huge amount, now it's a bowl of yogurt. Um, or I'll just grab the meat out the fridge and I'll just have five or six forkfuls of that and I feel better already. Mm -hmm. um, it seems to kick in faster, like your body absorbs that the fats and everything else that's in there a lot faster than it ever could the carbohydrate. Mm. And I think that's something that, you know, a lot of uh, marathon runners and people like that can attest to. And that's why they always say to have the carbohydrates, the big pasta and things like that, because your body just takes so much longer to process it, mm. um, where it doesn't now. Um, after dinner, I mean, I, I can't say that I had a huge meal and even when I do have a, a, a larger than normal portion at, at night or for lunch or whatever it is, I never feel overfed and uncomfortable and, and anything like that. Mm -hmm. It just seems to sit more comfortably in, in my body, um, like it's just going in as being used immediately, mm -hmm. which is very interesting. So no bloating and any digestive discomfort? Nothing whatsoever. Like no. Okay. And um, I think it's important to note that basically on a good day before lockdown, you were doing 
10,000 steps a day. Just yeah. and that's not opening new hotels and no. you know hotels that have teething problems with Wi-Fi and stuff like that. So you were incredibly active and then lockdown hit and you were working from home and not being so active. And I think a lot of us also did fall into really bad eating and sleeping habits as it was. Yeah. So you um, had picked up a bit of weight. But yeah. and then it, it's around about we can't figure out the exact date that you changed the way you eat, but it's around about the same time that you did start working outside of the home, which is about the end of July, beginning of August. Yeah, somewhere around there. And so those two events did happen um, simultaneously. Mm. So it's interesting to think back at that and think, okay, well, you know, you changed the way you were eating and you had become unfit over a period of four months, but it didn't really affect you when you had to go back to working on site. No, no, not at all. So, yeah, that's really great. Um, it's really interesting. I heard Gareth Cliffs talking on his show this morning saying that he's basically going to start eating like this. He's giving up carbs and sugar and alcohol for three weeks. Yeah. And he's hoping to see a change in three weeks. What would you say to somebody who's only doing this diet for aesthetics? I don't think that it's a bad thing. Um, I, I, I think a lot of people are very uh, much of the mindset that how I look defines how I feel. So if you look good, you feel good. Um, I don't think that I'm like that to a large extent. I, as long as I feel good, I feel good. That's that's what matters to me. Um, I think as long as, you know, if you want to do that, that's great. I think a, a few people who do it might be very surprised at how much better they feel in themselves. Never mind just how how, how much better they may start looking. So I think that that would be more of an incentive for them to to stick with it, mm. you know. Um, but I don't think it's a bad thing. I, it, it's not going to do you any harm doing it. It's only going to benefit you to do it. I don't know what the harm could be because I'm not a doctor and I have no concept of it. But to do it and then go straight back to a high carb, sugar and everything else diet. Um, I, I know what it did, but that was after an extended period of time, just to have one period of sugar and carbs and how I felt. Um, just that alone was enough for me to go, I'm, I'm never going to do that again. Mm. So I don't know what it will be like for them to do that and then go back to it and then go. Uh, and, you know, it, it, they might be in a position where you have someone who sits and goes, you know what, I'm going to do it for a month. and. I'm hoping that in a month I'm going to lose 10 kilograms and they'll get to the end of that month and they go, wow, I've lost 12 kilograms, mission accomplished, there I go and, and go switch back straight back. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to only gain that 12 kilograms back or if their body's just going to go, I've needed this, I want this, I crave this, and now it's going to be 15 kilograms back. Well, and, you know, you're going to end up in that ever-growing one-sided seesaw where 
you can lose 10 but gain 12 and lose 10 but gain 15 and at the end of it after a year you now have to lose 30 kilograms more than what you were at the beginning mm. because of how your body keeps reacting to it i don't know how it works and I, i'm hopefully never going to be in a position to find out because I'm happy with what I'm doing. It's simple. It's easy. It's makes me feel good. What more do I need out of it? Yeah, I think um, people that try this way of eating uh, for weight loss, as much as there's a lot of health benefits that that come along with it, you know, especially in terms of diabetes risk and all of that. Mm. So. Um, people that want to change to this just to lose weight it can be really hard to stick with it for longer than three weeks or whatever time period you give yourself um because i i don't think that you saw results that quickly and we can talk about how when we went to the vol at the end of september i saw you in fewer clothes for the first time than I had since before lockdown started. And I said to family that we were there with, I'm like, I think he's lost weight because I'm, I'm just the type of person that doesn't see these things. And um, most of the family agreed that, no, definitely you're losing weight. And then in December, when you had your year end function and you saw people from your office that yeah. you hadn't seen basically since the previous year they thought you were very sick mm. because you'd lost so much weight so i think you get to a point um probably about three months in where the weight literally starts melting off of you and then at that point i started to get worried because then family at christmas time said no he's lost too much weight and so I made you weigh yourself every month <laughs> for about six months and your weight stabilized. Yeah, it did. It, so I think you're now at the weight that you should be because you're never hungry. No. Nope. You're always satisfied. You don't crave anything. No. And you're not eating massive amounts of food, but you're not limiting yourself either. I ergo he's satiated all the time yeah. and your weight has kept steady you know it fluctuates by a kilo or whatever either way but that happens to everybody so yeah and I mean water does that to you anyway yeah so. and it does it for everybody on a day-to-day -day basis so yeah one thing also that I've learned recently is um you remember when you had you went through a phase where you were really really thirsty and before or after I started eating, eating this, this way. way you were eating this yeah. way you were really really thirsty and did you have headaches yes so what I have recently learned is that it's advisable to drink an electrolyte solution called snake juice to replace electrolytes when you are eating this way should really get around to that one day <laughs> no i don't think it's so much of a problem now because i think everything's stabilized but yeah. a lot of people i think also it's a lot of the withdrawal and things like that as well um, 
for carbon. Yeah, I think that is a big part of it. Mm. So the one part though that I that I have to say is that you know if if you mentioned Gareth and the fact that he wants to do that and that's great. What might be a big turn off to him though is that you know a, a lot of people that I've spoken to are like no you know it's just too much work and there's too much effort that has to go into planning your meals and preparing them and all of that stuff and too much expense yes and I think that's something that might be the turn off to him as well is that you you know you might be one of those people who wants a uh, five or six different ingredient meal at the same time plate, because yeah. that's what you're used to and yes you can do that if you want to eat this way but it's going to cost you a hell of a lot more to do that because those items are the ones that are not as readily available and are more sought after because they're not as readily available so they cost more mm. um I, I think asparagus is one of them i love asparagus and it's green, which means it's good. Um, extremely low in carbohydrates, low in sugars. It's it's wonderful. It's like broccoli, but it's better than broccoli. Mm. Um, and I would eat asparagus every day if I could. Mm. But you just can't go out and buy asparagus every day on a budget, but you can with broccoli. Mm. But people don't like broccoli because it's smelly and it's, what do you do with it? Mm. You know, you can't really have it on its own although you can. Um, and I think that's what puts a lot of people off. And that might be one of the things where he goes, you know, this is just too much effort to do it mm. and, and stops them doing it. I, I uh, think it's also the, the point that we want to try and convey to people, which is why we decided to do this conversation, is that you really should just keep it simple. Like, you know, yes, a human can survive on just eating a portion of the meat of your choice cooked with butter or coconut oil, you or know, nothing. or even nothing, and a cup of broccoli or half, what's it, half a cup? No, it's half a sweet potato, but like what size sweet potato? Yeah. You know, you can make sweet potato chips. Um, you know, we really we are simple eaters we there's a lot of food that we don't enjoy anymore because we've actually just enjoyed taking food back to basics sorry i have to turn the lights back on um so i think and for people that have been really used to eating ready meals and um stuff that's very easy to prepare because it's prepared already you just have to chuck it in the oven um i think it might be difficult for those people because you really have to get Work your palate you <laughs> we have to get your palate away from that those flavors as well all of those fake flavors and the preservatives and the sugars and the yeah. hidden sugars and everything that is in a lot of this food um sorry yeah i think it, it can be not easy to eat this way and beware of all of the um, fatty foods that are marked keto because again something new I learned this week they 
are lying on the labels about the macros and about whether it's soluble fiber or insoluble fiber. So whether you can actually take the fiber off of the carbohydrate count to get to your net carbohydrate count. Yeah, they're lying on the labels and stuff. So yeah, you really have to get back to basics and, and learn to love preparing food. And one of the things we did wrong in the beginning because you didn't really know what to do. So in the beginning, you were buying pork steaks in um, checkers, which yeah. were great. They, you know, they're pre-cut, pre-packaged in a portion size for you and, and everything. And just to be fair, I mean, you know, I I liked pork. I wanted to go back and eat more pork, and it wasn't, you know, two thirds the price of beef. Mm. So it was cheap at that point in time for us. Mm. Although it isn't cheap when you buy it from the wrong places. Yeah. And so that did, our budget took a bit of a knock there. And also because we were used to eating vegetarian at the time. And I was cooking vegetarian meals from scratch with lentils and, and those sorts of things, which unfortunately is the worst food I could have been feeding my husband, which I did not know at the time. But it was also very cheap. So, um, our budget did go up, but it has stabilized. And we've also figured out that we can buy bulk packs of pork, of the cheaper cuts of pork, and put them in our multi-cooker, which is a slow cooker and a pressure cooker. And you'll slow cook it for eight hours and then pressure cook it. And put that meat, I mean, we, we do like three kilograms at a time. And you put that in the fridge and then you eat that for the entire week. So it's not only simplified our budget, it's simplified the way we shop because now we can go, because you know, you can't always get the exact right size steak every day in checkers or every second or third day and buy two or three at a time. You know, we were having to go often to check this. Now we can do a monthly shop. Yes, we buy like nine kilos of pork, sometimes more every month. We put it in the freezer and you cook three kilos of it at a time and you just eat from that. And it's based, I mean, it's so, it's like pulled pork. Yeah. It, you twist it with a fork and it just shreds. Um, so I think, yeah, you, you do have to figure out once you've, got your palate off of the fake flavorings and sugars and everything, you have to figure out what it is that your palate likes and then go from there and learn how to cook from scratch without um, these hectic chemicals and stuff that are basically just making us very sick. Yep. Just, so. Hendo, you say asparagus is yuck. I would agree with you because when I was told to eat asparagus when I was younger. It was those white the ghost. Stuff. That's not asparagus. Mm. Uh, I, I, I know it, it is asparagus, but I don't know what the hell they do to it because they take everything of asparagus out of asparagus and just leave it in the liquid. Yeah, if it's no longer green, it's not asparagus. But I tell you something, if you take those fresh asparagus sticks or then, I don't know, four or five inches long that you get in the shops, even the bigger ones work. Get your water in a pot boiling, 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 throw them in, leave them in for a minute or two, take them out. They'll still be quite hard. Throw them in a pan with butter and garlic, 
give them a nice bit of toasting on there and eat them like that. It'll change your mind about asparagus. Mm. It really will. It's a completely different taste to those tinned, jarred asparagus things. They, they really are horrendous. Mm. Um, yeah, so I mean, getting the bulk really did make a difference. Um, and I think when you when you talk about it on a budget, I'm probably the wrong person to speak to because I am so simple. Mm. You know, pork, I can eat pork every day. And uh, we've been doing this for over a year now, um, 14, 15 months, however long it is that I've been eating this way. And out of those, what, let's call it, 420 days in total, I've probably gone 30 days in out of all of that where I haven't eaten pork, you know, and the, the times where I haven't, it's because I've just had an omelet or I've had fish. I don't eat fish a lot because um, I like fish, but the fish that I want to eat is just, it's beyond affordable. You know, I'm not spending... 400, five, 600 rand a kilo on salmon or tuna or something like just to just to be able to enjoy fish. If I have fish now, I go to a tinned fish, you know, mackerel or sardines. They can make up that for me. Outside of the fact that it's a nice fish and I enjoy it, it's it, it's it's a really healthy fish. Um, mm. It's got the fat in it, which is great. But it's also got those omega whatever the hells they are, which apparently are good for you. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm re I really am the wrong person because I just I, it was so easy for me to go give me pork. Well, I'll have anything with pork, even if there's nothing. I'll just have the pork and I'm good to go. Mm. But it really can be that simple, you know. If you only like fish because you don't like pork and you don't like this because you don't have the the chips with it or the mash with it or whatever it is, then just have fish, mm. you know, and find different ways to prepare the fish. Uh, the way that I do the fish for you now, it was just a, let me try something new, bit of water, lemon juice, garlic, cover it in with foil in, a, uh, in the oven and let it go for 20 minutes. And it bakes it, steams it, whatever it does with all the flavors going into it, and then put a couple of dollops of butter on it and away you go. Um, it's simple and it's it's quick and easy. Hake is probably the cheapest out of the the you know fresh fish that you're going to get, um, unless you know how to fillet a fish and clean it and all of that, and you want to go and buy yourself a, a yellow tail or or those other things that you can find in the shops, which are relatively cheap as well. I think you can pick up, um, and it only works out cheap if you buy the whole fish. But it's you know fifty rand a kilo type of thing when they when they're on special, and that's not bad. Um, I'd like to do it one day. When I look at it from a budgetary perspective, I go, yeah, fifty rand a kilo, that's not bad. I'll get a two kilogram fish, and that'll be great. But after you fillet it and clean it, you've got six hundred grams of meat because the rest is the head and the tail and the bones and all the other crap that goes with it. So it still doesn't work out that cheap. But it's a nice, throw it in every now and again to break up what you're having all the time. And that works. Yeah. Um, there are so many different varieties out there that you can do. 
the prices can still be less than eating lamb. If you want to eat lamb every day, you're not going to be eating on a budget. It's, it's as simple as that. Whether you find a butcher that's got it on special price or whatever it is, it's still going to be close to 100 rand a kilo. Mm. Um, you can still get pork for less than half of that. Um, beef, again, even the cheap cuts of beef, chuck and shin and all of that, it's stupidly expensive. And there's so much bone in it that you, that's what you're paying for is the bone. Mm. And I just don't see the point in that. Um, I've looked at those packs that we get, and yes, there's bones in it, but out of a three and a half kilogram pack of pork, I'm taking out 200 grams of bones. Yeah. And I can work with that. I really can. Mm. So, you know, those are things that you take into account as well. Um, yeah, broccoli, cauliflower, very simple and easy. And the, you can dump as much cheese on that as you like. Exactly. Um, you know, it's the idea in it is you've got to eat low carb, not zero carb. It's it's mm. impossible to go zero carb because mm. everything's got a carbohydrate in it of some sort. Mm. Um, and there are times where I sit and I, and I, and I say to Beth, I really feel like a cheese sauce. And yes, there's flour that goes into making a cheese sauce. I'd love to be able to find an alternative and one day I will. I'll, I'll see a way around doing that. But you know what, when you're having, I don't know, 50, 60 mils of cheese sauce with a big portion of broccoli and all the other stuff that I have, and I have it once every two months, three months or whatever it is, I really don't feel that it does me that much harm, mm -hmm. if any, I, I don't know. Well, it hasn't given you a heartburn. No, it hasn't. Um, and that's ultimately why you're eating this way. Yes. So, so. yeah, you know, there's, it, it, it really can be simple. It can be cheap. It can be very basic. But that's the, the key to it is that it becomes a very basic diet if you'd like to do it. And I use the word diet not because I'm dieting to lose weight, but because it's a, um, it, it's a way of eating diet. Yeah, you know, like I a think, carnival diet or that type of diet. I think we need to get past the stigma that the word diet is actually meant for people that need to lose weight. Yeah. Diet is is actually the way you eat. Yeah. And whether you're doing that because you're on keto, because you have epilepsy or you're doing an, any another form of eating because you have rheumatoid arthritis or whatever mm. it's still you're doing it for that not necessarily for weight loss so that's actually quite an interesting thought though mentioning arthritis because um okay i know that it's difficult to compare it this year and even last year uh because when i started going back to the hotel to work it did start warming up and I was a lot more active, so it's it's difficult to really say. But this year, I can't say that my problem joints were as problematic as they were previously. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my thumb, for example, really didn't give me any grief. And it wasn't exactly warm in my office. I mean, I struggled quite a lot. But I didn't have the same pain that I remember previously. Mm -hmm. With my feet, same thing. Yes, they got stiff, but 
it wasn't an uncomfortableness. It was cold. Yeah. You know? So I don't know if that's played a part in it. Um, whether the well, sugars think... and carbs create some type of substance in your body that doesn't do your joints any good. They're they they cause inflammation. Yeah. So... If you're prone to inflammation, they will cause inflammation. Uh, so I think this way of eating and heartburn is basically inflammation as well. So we've brought down your inflammation by you eating this way. Yeah. And then also the fact that you've lost weight mm. will also play a huge role in your joints. Yeah. So, okay. Mm. All contributing factors then. Yeah, they are. Um, so you eat a portion of meat today. Sometimes that meat is in the form of eggs yes. or bacon. Um, but basically you eat a portion of a meat a day and you've always been an intermittent faster by default because we are just not breakfast people. Mm. Uh, when, one anecdote from that I learned from the Tim Noakes stream, I was making jungle oats for myself and the kids every single morning. And I would eat that bowl of jungle oats at like eight o'clock in the morning nine o'clock I was in my bed having a nap. So what I decided to do, even though I'm built like a jockey's whip, as my husband would say, I stopped eating breakfast. And now when I do have breakfast, it's a high fat breakfast. And yeah, and I don't, I'm not having a nap at nine o'clock in the morning, which is great. And I don't have sugar crashes because it's damn lights. <laughs> I don't have sugar crashes because um, I've had a high carb breakfast. So, yeah. And then normally for breakfast, you have a little bit of this, which is 100% peanut butter. It's quite affordable. So that's not expensive. We make our own uh, yogurt because we have a multi-cooker that has a yogurt function. But you don't need to go out and buy an instant pot or anything like that if that's not your vibe. You can make yogurt by um, just heating the milk up to a certain temperature, then letting it drop to another lower temperature. Then you mix in your yogurt starter, which is, what's it, eight tablespoons of yogurt, any yogurt. Mix that in and you can put that in a wonder bag or a cooler box that can keep it, obviously not with ice, at that stable temperature for six hours and you'll have yogurt. And then you mix some of this protein powder in with that because it's got a nice flavor and its macros are really good. The protein is high. This brand, they do make one with a yellow label. If you're doing banting, you don't want that one with the yellow label. The carbs are incredibly high on that. You want this one. Mix that in. I mean, that's what I have now. Mm. With like a bowl of yogurt, a dash of milk just to thin it down. Although we don't normally have to fill it, thin it down with the homemade yogurt. Because it doesn't have the thickening agents in it. And yeah, um, it's really not that expensive. 
you do need to put in a bit of more effort and you do need to start reading labels and learning what those labels actually mean and um, taking a little bit more responsibility for what you put into your body because con if it comes in packaging it's like food yeah Plain unless it's simple. peanuts yeah and yeah. blueberries <laughs> peanuts are a good um snack any nuts they are a good snack are but you do need to pay attention to some of the brands because for some reason they add vegetable oil to peanuts I, I no idea why but yeah they put vegetable oil in so it, it, those are things that you stay away from uh, mm. sunflower oil canola oil not good for you um, coconut oil is cheap readily available it's far better to cook in it's got a higher flash point than um, your other oils that are available I don't think it's as high as um, vegetable oils. I'm not sure, but I mean, I do oven chips and I do them in veg in coconut oil. Come out, <coughs> no problem. Um, olive oil, it's okay for frying in or for flavoring certain things, but it's not, doesn't really work very well if you want to fry a steak. It does burn and it, it, it just doesn't last. So not a good option there. Um, butter is a wonderful oil mm. to use as well. Yeah, you know what we should actually do is we should just quickly say like five changes you can make to start heading towards a banting diet. Um, Processed sugars, done. Great. Is, uh, like substitute stuff as well because, okay, so... Um, the American Heart Foundation lied when they said, and they recently reversed their position on this, but they didn't hold a press conference about it. So it's, it's a whole, it's, yeah, it's criminal. Um, stop buying the low fat cheeses, milks. If you're a person that consumes dairy, make sure it's full fat dairy. Uh, so that's one thing. Yeah. The next thing, swap your margarine for butter. Uh, another thing would be stop buying uh, black cat peanut butter and get this peanut butter. Um, obviously, it goes without saying, cut sugar. Just cut sugar. If you take sugar in your coffee, drop it. Any sugars. Even sweeteners, don't try and use um, replaces because you need to actually get your palate used to not having that flavor. So just, just cut it out. Um, you know, fulfill that craving once in a while with some honey on your, with your yogurt or whatever. Yeah. Um, replace all of your canola, vegetable, sunflower oils that have been proven to be toxic for everybody anyway replace all of those with um coconut, coconut oil or olive oil or something that is and then healthy i think Perfect. the last one would be your carbohydrates breads pastas those 
drop mm -hmm. them where you can. Yeah. Like if you're a type of person that likes a snack, like a packet of chips and things like that, instead of getting a packet of chips, get a bag of nuts. Yeah. Watch out for the trail mixes. They're not um, very good in terms of being low carb. No, but they also throw in dried fruit, yeah, which, which is, is just sugar soaked. Yeah sugar cube yeah so yeah that's you know if there's just a few things that you can start making your eating a little bit healthier for you um so that you're putting the correct things in your body yep. to get through this supposed pandemic <laughs> yeah those would be the, the simplest ones mm -hmm bread, pasta, and those types of carbs, drop the sugars as much as possible, S switch your oils out and eat more high fat, mm. yeah, which if you drop the carbs already, you're going to need the fat, Yeah, because you need, you're going to need the energy source. Yeah, you need the calories, the energy. So. Yeah. Yeah. Easy as that. Yeah, and just shop around. Um, find out who has milk at 20 rand for two liters. Please don't buy shell-stable milk. It's gross and not good for you. And you can't make yogurt out of it. No, you can't. They've killed everything in it. You know, <laughs> the biggest crime that was committed against humanity was this belief that we need a sterile envi environment in order to survive. We are bacteria. Our bodies are made up of bacteria. And the microbiome is so vast and so impossible to comprehend fully that, you know, just expose yourself to the good bacteria and, yeah. and get your body used to it. Yeah, if you get on a plane or go to another country or whatever, a lot of people get sick. They get stomach bugs. They get all sorts of things. And it's not because their country is dirty. It's because their microbiome has not become acclimated to that country's microbiome. So that's why the people that live there don't get sick. But when you arrive there, you do. So, you know, it's just... What did I always say when we went to St. Lucia? About I the always water. drank the water. Mm. Because the sooner you drink the water, the more you become accustomed to your environment. Mm. And yes, your stomach doesn't like it for the first day, but after that, you're good. Yeah, but also I fell into the whole fear-mongering trap about rotavirus and yeah. the kids and I was breastfeeding. And, oh, yeah. I still, I, I always remember... Um, and I still got to read the book again, but if I remember correctly, there's a, the, the name of the book, uh, Michael Crichton wrote a book called The Andromeda Strain. And I mm. think it was in that book. Um, outside of the, the, the story and everything else, it was about a, a virus or a microorganism or something rather that killed a whole town and the whole thing. But it, in one section of the book, and it's one of the reasons I liked reading it, it was so detailed and in-depth and, and researched 
And I don't know if this is true or not, but um, in the one section, two doctors or scientists are talking and they, they're talking about a drug that was developed, which was, um, it, it's a cancer cure. And it was mind boggling how amazing this drug was. And they gave it to people and within an extremely short space of time that the doctors could actually watch the cancer just dying off inside the person's body and it was it was a miracle cure and yet what they then found out was that as soon as people went off the drug after the cancer had been clean, cleared they fell apart and they just died and they couldn't mm -hmm. figure out why until they started doing all the, the autopsies and they realized that this drug was so amazing but it was so destructive that it killed everything in the body that was seen as not part of the body which means that every single organism and bacteria and everything else that was in your body that your body needs to survive was killed off as well mm. and so it killed the person at the same time and unfortunately that's what a lot of what we put into our bodies is doing now it's introducing stuff that's not supposed to be there and eliminating the things that are and that's why we have so many problems with everything that we do mm -hmm. um and that might be why i feel so much better because i've just simplified everything about what i do mm. you know it's the basics we have special. always tried to cook from scratch we have um, um because we have always been on a budget and we just like knowing what's in our food yep because there was a time where my gut was not in a good place. And I believe that I had formed a intolerance to meat. And I mean, I had to tell restaurants that they need to clean the griddle before they cook a vegetarian patty on it for me. Um, so yeah, there's, luckily that's over now. Yeah. I can eat just about anything I want. There's just a whole lot that I don't want. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with being like it. Apparently I'm fussy. <laughs> she says sitting next to the person that eats like five things in total all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I can think of. Yeah. Yeah, I think I we managed to do it justice again. Yeah, I think so. I, was, I think there was a point, that's why I was going through that one Telegram conversation, because I brought it up. I was like, yeah, we should have hit that, but I couldn't find it. So, right. yeah, it's gone. Okay. Well, we'll mention this, it the next time when we talk about something. brain of mine. Yeah, so that is it. I think that is a wrap. Um, thank you for being my guest again. Uh, if that noise has not disappeared, I don't care. I'm not doing this again for the fourth time. Yeah, let's, please <laughs> let it be good. Um, there was something else I was about to say. Oh, I think we might be taking a break until maybe the end of October. Oh, okay. We're taking a break. <laughs> um, I just suddenly thought we have birthdays and stuff coming up, so okay. I don't think it's going to be possible. 
necessarily. Unless something interesting happens and we have the energy. Sounds good to me. Then we'll be back. But otherwise, you'll expect us the last Thursday of October. We can do a Halloween stream and dress mm -hmm. up. Sounds wonderful. He doesn't dress up. Just saying. No. So, yeah. Thank you, everybody that has stuck with us through this yes. and might be watching it again. Um, we appreciate it. We just like to drop our life experience and share it and bounce energy off each other. And yeah, thanks everyone. Um, we will see you when we see you. Have a good evening.